0: Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to our Portuguese table. Oh uh, Hi, Angela. Olá, bom dia. Bom dia, querida, bom dia. Como estás? Tudo bem? Tudo bem, tudo bem. Tudo bem, que bom. Okay, we're not doing it in Portuguese,
1: folks. We're oh, not no. doing it in Portuguese. You wouldn't that. get very far with me. So don't worry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's good because every once in a while when we do put out some, um, we do speak a little bit of Portuguese. I, I love it how. People say, "Oh, I loved when you said, you know, whatever it was in Portuguese, yeah. which yeah. everyone loves to hear. It is a beautiful language, you know. It, it just, uh, it, it's very beautifully said, and um, and if spoken well, it's, it is. It's just sounds it's just like a, a- song." it does yes. oh that is Sudaj. Sudaj of yeah. um you know the whole thing it's you know we're we're very romanticizing in in everything that is ours isn't it i mean i think yeah. we are i think yeah. we are uh, but we're already in june i know time How is crazy is far.
1: that it is yeah but so you know is- we must be having fun because they say time flies when you're having fun right oh my so, goodness
0: And we are, we are having fun. You know, I I hope that the listeners out there are also enjoying these podcasts as much as we are. And, you know, as with, you know, all the other podcasts that we've put together, I think, you know, we've done it from our hearts. And I just, I just hope you are all enjoying it.
1: (laughs) I hope so, too. I think so. The comments that have come in so far indicate that people have so
0: yeah and for as many people who have been listening to it we thank you the people who have subscribed to our channel thank, yes, you. thank you um you know it really is uh, very heartwarming to to get all of that positive feedback we really Angela and I are both flown away by it cuz at first we we're like well you know maybe it'd be nice for like you know a few people to hear us <laughs>
1: <laughs> and we said even if no one listens we're just going to keep doing exactly, it exactly anyway. cuz you know thanks, like thanks we thanks (laughs) Yes,
0: yes, thankfully they are listening. Uh, Because for the, I mean, I don't know if we've mentioned this before, but, you know, our first podcast we did, I think in the first week we had about 500 people. Yeah, that was um, amazing. Yes, who who were listening. So, I mean, and at that we were like, well, you know, if we have a few people, you know, maybe, you know, 100, 200, but, you know, it was 500. That's a beautiful it's, it's amazing and the numbers are only getting better and yeah so uh so thank you and welcome and today we've we're in june and we've got a couple of things to talk about that's important to us and the first thing is o dia de portugal? the day of portugal yep. which is always june 10th correct yes it is oh yeah now what did you do for the day of portugal what did you find yourself doing there
1: so I have to say, I am really proud of the day of Portugal festival that has emerged in San Jose here in California. It's been about, I don't know, about 10, 12 years already, maybe a little, maybe a little more. Uh, day, of, day of Portugal always took sort of a different form and some organizations would have a dinner and some there might be a festival or a picnic or something, but there was never a big festival on the same weekend that everybody could look forward to. And I remember going to Newark, New Jersey one year and they have, you know, all of Ferry street is blocked off and it's this, it's this huge festival that brings Portuguese and non Portuguese, right? It's like a major event for the city. And I just thought, gosh, we don't have that. And, and it's just such a bummer that we didn't have that. Well, there's a Portuguese museum in San Jose and they used to have a spring festival in April and then one year the board decided, you know what, why – and they always battled with rain and you yes. know, the weather was you know unpredictable and um, they would have booths and things like that. And so one year they decided, you know what, let's move the festival to coincide with Dia de Portugal and – we'll give it a try for like, let's say three years and we'll have it on the same weekend every year and we'll see where it goes. And it just took off. So now we have the same, it's the second Saturday in June, no matter, no matter what day the Portugal falls on. It's always the second, it's Saturday. always the second Saturday in June. So sometimes it's before, sometimes it's after, but it's held at Kelly park in San Jose. So for those of you who are, find yourself in the San Jose area, Um, and it's very appropriate that this is a food podcast because we have really great food booths at this festival. And and tell us, pray tell, please tell us. (laughs) Yeah. So there's, I mean, there's one, I think it's the band, one of the bands that serves polvo and, uh, bacalhau salad. And then of course we have linguisa sandwiches and, and or malasadas. But then we also have a, a group from Macau. That comes, and they have a booth that serves like a fusion of Portuguese and Asian food. So you can really, get, yeah. There's like this chicken dish. I forget what it's called, but we have that. And then there's a Madeiran group that always has cotton spit, and then the pound meat, the mil frito. I think is how you say it. Mil frito, yes. And then there's another uh, another group that does vavas um, Guisadas and you can get. Uh, be funnish. I mean, it's kind of like the one day where you can go and get whatever you want to eat. And then we have dancing and then there's a vendor booth, people selling, you know, jewelry and t-shirts and giving away information. There's a children's carnival. It's just, it's become this incredible little festival that we're just all really proud of. So if you are in San Jose on the second Saturday in June, that's what we're doing. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> uh,
0: now what's funny is here in southeastern mass we of course have the day of portugal celebrating as well but but they do it the weekend it's always the friday saturday and right. uh sunday and they start off with you know the dancers going from city hall in uh, in new bedford but of course every little uh the city of fall river does it differently than the one of new bedford uh the one for fall river they do it in a huge park it's like it's it's enormous it's it's almost yeah. like three times the size of the one that they do here in new bedford oh my gosh. um so it's uh But it's all the same thing. It's, you know, the music, the dances, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and the different food stops that you can go and get, as well as people from Portugal that come here selling their wares. So there's somebody who, um, you know, has painted pottery or there's someone who has, who does weaving and they're selling their weaving. So it's like a little bit of a little stores that they do, but it's people from uh, Portugal coming here and Doing it and showing people, you know, and selling their wares, which is really nice. Great. Yeah. yeah, but it's it's always nice to go and um, and support that, and it's great to bring your children to so that they can keep the traditions going. I sure. mean, that's that's what it is. Now in uh, Saint Michael, I can only speak of Saint Michael. I can only assume it's the same thing in the mainland, but pretty much everything is closed. Oh, on okay on the day of Portugal. And um, because I know that with times that I've been there and it's the day of Portugal, there's uh, businesses closed. Of course, schools are closed. There's a lot of different, um, oh, fanfare and whatever. And uh, some restaurants are open, but it for the most part, the major stores, all of that stuff, everything is closed. It's it's a day it's just to goes and parties, right? Exactly. And yep. we really we do. We really like a party. We really do like to party. <laughs> <laughs> We do like to be around music and food and yep. family and friends and just, you know, that's that's all what it's all about. Life's too yeah. short,
1: you know. And, and- and the one in San Jose, a lot of people have started to treat it like a big family picnic. So you can buy the food there if you want. But then a lot of people have started to bring maybe their own little picnic basket because it's in a – the park it's in is, um, is a pretty – it's a good size. Um, nice. And so there's lots of grass area. There's picnic tables. And so people will just cop a squad and spend the whole day there. So nice. it's really become nice. And this year I'm actually excited to go because I've heard that they are doing a wine garden. Ooh. And there are, I'm not sure about out there, but out here we have a few Portuguese American wineries. So so folks that have started to make wine in the style of the Portuguese winemaking, and sometimes they, you know, will get grapes or juice from, or I think they've brought grapes over the vines and have started to grow them here. So I think technically it's like a Portuguese grape that they're using too. Isn't that um, nice? It's also just in the style. So, I mean, there's like – I know I'm going to forget some. But there's Mori Cellars, the Lial Vineyards, Mashfika Winery, which I think is such a cute name. Um, Mashfika. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love there's, that. Just, there's some really – there's there's a few. And I'm sorry I didn't mention them all. But we'll, we'll maybe we'll include the URLs in all of our um, – our show notes. But yeah, it's awesome because, you know, sometimes it's hard to come across Portuguese wines. Right. Yeah. But if you can have a Portuguese American wine. Wow.
0: That support that. Almost, that's awesome. Yeah, and
1: support that. Like, you know, we talk so much about supporting our own. I mean, that's, that's right. a Perfect right. opportunity. So, yeah. So if you ever, if you're out here or if you ever see um, some of those brands, know that that's a Portuguese American winery from California All right,
0: folks. So you're hearing this on Monday, this Friday, it is Friday, June 10th, so you get out there and you just enjoy the day of Portugal and hopefully make it a weekend. Hey, what the heck?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, I, I wish that we could have a whole three-day celebration. Uh, I know, know I know. The, the committee that puts on the festival here. Yep. It's an it's an aging committee. Oh, <laughs> I, I hate to say, yeah. but I tell you, I hope that I have their energy and their drive when i am their age yeah Yeah. thank goodness for them really for as long as they've
0: been doing it and stuff but for those of you that aren't out in the west coast or near the festival or out in the east coast near you know other festivals and um and you're hearing this you know make Mm -hmm. your own little party and have your own festival in your home with family and friends and introduce people to uh Portugal by having Portuguese food set up and some wines, and make your own uh, Day of Portugal your own. So and continue those traditions, folks. Continue yeah, that's those a, traditions. That's a
1: great point about introducing it to friends and family because that's um, I, I think what the festival here in San Jose has tried to become is more yeah. of a cultural festival. Because yeah. you know, again, not sure how it is on the East Coast, but here we have the Greek festival and. Everybody celebrates, you know, Cinco de Mayo, and right. Uh, everyone has their own. Everyone has their own, but they treat Absolutely. it more like a, like a arts and wines, uh, nice. festival. You know, so yeah. a lot of people you don't have to be that ethnicity and they go. So we're trying to treat it the same way, yeah. uh, where we have artists on display, books, um, you know, for sale by Portuguese authors, and so we're really trying to treat it like an art and wine festival. Yeah.
0: But you know what? I like that. I think that's yeah. a great way to do it. Yeah. I really and, do. You know, I like
1: that. I would love to hear from listeners, too, that live outside the U.S., how they celebrate Dia de Portugal, because yes. it is technically an international holiday, right? That is correct. Dia de Portugal, das comunidades, right? That's right. No matter where you live, it is the day of Portugal. That is correct. Right. So, I mean, if you're in the U.K., if you're in Goa, or if you're what in do you do, what do wherever you, do you are. Yeah, we want to know. know
0: what you did to celebrate it. Yeah, yeah, that'd be And awesome. if you could send
1: pictures, even better. Oh, with that'd the be post even on the great.
0: That's right. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of our Facebook page, those numbers have been growing and growing. Yeah. Again, thank you, everyone. I really appreciate that.
1: Well, thanks to um, you, Maria, our social media guru. Over oh, I
0: <laughs> I try. I try my best. I try to answer everyone's questions. I try. I really try. But, no, it's great. Well, and uh, – Besides Day of Portugal in June, what is another special day we're coming across here? It is Father's Day. It is. It is Father's Day. Now, you know, it's funny with, uh, you know, when it was Mother's Day, we were talking about, you know, what is the tradition of mom? And my (laughs) thing was, yeah, mom cooks for everyone. (laughs) But uh, for Father's Day, I mean, again, it, you know, again, it's one day that we celebrate Father's Day, but again, for those that do have your dads with you, you know, just love them and tell them you love them and show them as much um, appreciation every day because they are just so important. As as moms, they are just they're so important. But with in my home, I mean, for Father's Day. It, there was really no, nothing different but the fact of, you know, of getting dad, but it became Americanized, you know, buying him a tie, which my, di- my dad only wore a tie going to church. I mean, <laughs> he was a laborer, so he did not work, uh, I mean, where he would need a tie, but that was the type of thing. You would get a shirt and tie, but it would be, you know, his favorite, again, favorite meal, but that wasn't any different from any other Sunday. Because, you know what I mean? It wasn't like anything out of the ordinary. And now I'm talking about my dad here. He was just, the the, the man loved being home and being with family. That was, and it was the same thing with my mom. Those were like their favorite thing to do. If, um, If we were all there on a Sunday and as we married and, had children, we were all there on Sunday with them, they wouldn't be any happier. I mean, yeah. that you couldn't do anything more than
1: that. Yeah. Um, no, I, I agree. Uh, fathers, n- noth, you know, we can say this because we're women and we're also mothers that, you know, we, we, we are complicated animals. Um, and <laughs> fathers tend to be a little more simple. They're They're just kind of like, listen, as long as I get to see you and spend some time with you, I don't care what we do, you know? So... Yeah. Yeah, so typically we'll just go to dinner, go to lunch, whatever, have a barbecue at home. It's always very low-key for us. And and my dad's – it's funny. So we're Dia de Portugal on the 10th. My dad's birthday is the 11th. And then we have Father's Day. So we like celebrate all three usually oh, in, the wow. same, in the same barbecue. And, um, and sometimes my dad's birthday falls on the Saturday that the festival is. So uh, – a couple of years when I was involved with the festival, he spent his birthday working the bar. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah, yeah. Shoot. But uh, you know, he he enjoyed being involved and and doing that and and so uh, so yeah. So we're but this this these last couple of years are actually very special for us because my dad had some um, health problems and we actually didn't know if he was going to be around much longer and yeah. Miraculously, he is and doing phenomenally well. And so, I remember last year was a really special Father's Day because it was the first Father's Day since his recovery. And we thought, Psh, we didn't even think we were going to be celebrating this Father's Day. Yeah. And so, here we are. And so, now here we are again, year two. And so, yeah. kind of, it's it, it a doesn't, reminder, and, reminder and, of. And, you know, it is thankful. a reminder. It is a yep.
0: reminder. And whereas I, you know, my parents have passed, my parents passed in their 70s. And, mm-hmm you know, it, they were young, they were young and, yeah. you know, I lost them too soon. And, and, but I know that there are plenty of other people who, you know, have lost their parents at a much younger age and, and yeah. stuff. And, but I can only say how, you know, it, it, it affects it. It affected me. Uh, yeah. but you know, it's the type of thing where, you know, I would say, well, it's father's day. I'm, I don't have a dad, but I think of him and I, you know, I almost have like a, you know. A, he's there. He's always with me. I mean, he's yeah. as my, both my parents, they're always with me. I always feel them with me, but now I have my husband who is the father of my children. Yeah. And, um, and so it's him. We celebrate, you know, we celebrate him and, you know, it's so just, what's his favorite dish that you make him? <laughs> well, it depends. It depends on what mood he's in, okay. but, uh, for most part, he loves the, the shrimp Mozambique, which is the garlic. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, and the saffron sauce and all that. that He loves that. That's one of his favorites that I make uh, for him. And uh, if not a roast, he loves roasts, like a nice beef, a beef roast with the potatoes and the... Um, okay. That's, that's another favorite of his that I make for him. But then my girls, as they were little, you know, they would want to make his breakfast. So, so when they were little, we'd make his breakfast, you know, we tried the breakfast in bed that never worked. (laughs) <laughs> that never worked. It,
1: oh, something spills, and yes. Inevitably, it, yes. and
0: yes, that never worked. So it was, you know, pancakes. Making pancakes was an easy thing to to do for for little girls to to make for their dad, and um, toast. Toast is another really <laughs> simple. <laughs> And slathering on the butter, you know, that's a huge thing for when they were yeah. little. It was like, Oh, I'll do this for daddy. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's just again, it's um, you know, I'm gonna repeat it if you have your dad and your dad is with you, you just give them lots of love and kisses and just remind them how much they mean to you because um, it's important. It's yeah. really with a blink of an eye, it, yeah, you know, with a blink of an eye, it's um. And you know for women, well for me at least, you know, my dad was my first love. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what it comes down to. I mean, I I know growing up it it was I loved my mom, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but I had a special relationship with my dad and my dad was was just oh my god, he he was my dad. I looked up to him for everything.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and and it's funny because even though my – you always say like, you know, sometimes you – women sometimes look for, you know, obviously if they had a wonderful relationship with their father, they look for the same type of um, characteristics or certain things in the man that they fall in love with. Yeah. And there's a few things that my husband – reminds me a little of my dad. Yeah. And so, you know, it's so my girls, I know they love me, but they love their dad. <laughs> I mean it's it's a whole different thing. <laughs> and personally, personally, I love seeing it because I know how I was with my dad too. Sure.
1: So it's, I it's different it's a different relationship, right? It's not a different relationship. Not it, one is better than the other, but it's it's you know it's exactly they have their dads wrapped around their little fingers, you know? Oh so.
0: my God. Yes. And I knew I had mine wrapped around mine. Yep. I knew I, even though he was a big, tough man and you know, or whatever, but if it was like, daddy, pie, <laughs> it would be like, pie, yeah. you know, and I'd do whatever and he'd be like, okay, you're like, oh, all right. <laughs> oh, okay. Maria, you know, whatever. And, and that was it. And I see it with my girls and I just like stand back and I watch it, and I love it because it's the same thing, and he, they adore him and mm-hmm. and he just fawns over them. you know what i yeah. mean it's yeah, like yeah. it's it's just it's a wonderful it's a wonderful thing and I think my my dad um there are many things that my dad taught me, you know he taught me how to garden, he taught me how to use a hammer, a saw drivers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Nice. Um, yes, he, he taught he taught me how to paint a wall. You know, here's a brush. Go ahead, start painting. Uh-huh. And then I became really good at painting trim. So from then on, I was the trim painter. And even when I married and we bought our house and it needed to be fixed up and all that stuff, the painting, the trim is mine. And uh it's just, you know, little things that I'll never forget that he taught me. And um you know to always speak up and I,
1: you know it's just i remember um so two things from for my dad uh from the day i can remember he's always been my um like unconditional support and champion right like yes. anything you want to do you want to go there to go to school we're going to make it happen you want to do this oh you go for it you i mean even if he knew maybe it was going to be a mistake he was he's to this day Unconditional support, right? Which is, yep. and I think you value that more and more as you get older, and yep. and then you know want to pass that on to your to your children. Uh, but there's one one story in particular that that sticks out in my mind, and it relates to us being proud to be Portuguese and being Portuguese American or you know Portuguese Canadian, wherever you have to happen to be. Um, I don't know what we were talking about, but I remember I was in high school and I was going through the very it's a very prideful. Point in my life, and I was all about being Portuguese, and I was Portuguese first and American second. (laughs) And I remember my dad saying, No, you are American first, then you are Portuguese second. And the point he was trying to make is not to not be proud to be Portuguese, but to remember where you live and to be proud of where you live, and that we have opportunity in this country, and you know that. we shouldn't shun, you know, the opportunities and the benefits of, of living here. So it's interesting. I've always remembered that, and because it was such a. I remember he looked me in the eye and pointed his finger and said, "No, you're American <laughs> first. You're Portuguese second. And he he's as proud to be Portuguese as anybody. You know what I mean? Right. Like Somebody uses right. the P word with him, P, he corrects them right away. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, and uh, so I, I almost feel like that moment. Instilled a greater um, appreciation for both cultures, being American right. and being Portuguese, right? Because I here I am in a country that allows me to celebrate my heritage, right? Where you right. can't in other places. So that is correct. That so is those correct. are those are a couple of things that really stand out for me.
0: Yeah, at, and uh, for for me, you were saying that, and you know, where my dad. I mean, this is. I was born there. I came when I was six. A whole, it's a whole whole different, different. a whole (laughs) different meaning, a whole different thing. And, you know, when my dad, and, and I think this is, true for, I think, all of Portuguese. We're very proud people. I think we're very proud of of who we are. There is like, um, and we're very strong with that. And there's no one who's going to topple us down from that or, that or change our minds. This is who we are. And so my dad, of course, coming here and, you know, and starting over. And, and I keep saying these, my parents were very brave. I think any of the families that you know, decided to take their families and move them out of their homeland and bring them to another area, whether it's in any part of the world, it's Australia, it's Bermuda, it's Canada, it's wherever. To uproot and to move, it takes great courage. Mm -hmm. So, and, you know, we have, for those of us that are living outside of where our family has lived for centuries, we have to feel that, um, that little part of that DNA that, that our parents had or our grandparents, whoever it was that came over, is still in us. So, we, it, it the thing for my dad to instill in me was to never be afraid mm-hmm. and to always speak up, mm-hmm. um, Simple and person so important lesson and one of and I was taught at a very young age that and it's for the simple reason that and I don't even know if I've had this discussion with you before for on a, on a personal level it was you know coming over my my parents didn't have to learn english because everything around them was portuguese it was like a portuguese enclave and you know the bakery was you go to the bakery get your bread the fish market the meat market the church the masses were in portuguese the um you know where they worked they were surrounded by workers uh, you know that were portuguese so it was not conducive for them to be learning english Mm -hmm. but the thing is is at the end when they were in their 70s, they could understand it. And they could probably mm-hmm. say a few things, but they never did. They were always afraid that they would be laughed at or they would you know, say something that wasn't right. So who was the voice? Who was their voice? Who was my dad's voice? Who was my mother's voice? It was me. Yeah. And so at a very young age, and I remember this being, oh my God, I don't know if I was seven or eight. As soon as I could speak fluently in, in, English, my parents had me with them wherever they went, and they would need an interpreter. <laughs> and it was me. Yeah. And so, um, and I would go, and whether, whatever it was that was going on, I remember being with my parents, and they were saying something, and they were not happy with whatever was going on, and I translated, and then had them both say, no. No. You didn't say it the way we said it. You have to say it. How angry. And you have to say it in your voice the same way I'm telling you. And, of course, this is a grown person, an adult, who now I have to be um, stern with. with. (laughs) And I had permission from my parents. And they were showing me how to do it. And... (laughs) It's something I will never, ever forget. And it, it absolutely made me who I am. Yeah. It made me who I am. Yep. Never that's to
1: pretty, be afraid of, of anyone. Yeah. That's pretty phenomenal. That's it, a, yeah. I mean, that, what a role to be in at, at such a young age. Right. Right.
0: And, you know, you see that now with the newer immigrants coming in. You know, I see that now. You know, especially where I am, a lot of Guatemalans are coming, are moving in into the area. Yeah, a lot of Guatemalans. And you see the same thing. It's because the children are going to school. So, um, you know, it's the adults with the little kids. And I, you know, you hear some people going, well, you know, just learn English. You know, you're in America. You got to learn English. And it's like, okay, I I get it. They will, they will in time. It's okay, you know. Uh, But how um, I see that little child and I know what that child is doing because I was that little child.
1: Yeah. It's, but, um, I have a funny story about um, my mom actually who she was a teacher, elementary school teacher for 40 plus years and um, in addition to Portuguese she also spoke Spanish fluently and used it way more than her Portuguese because she had a lot of Spanish speaking students in her school. Interesting. And so there was one day where this little boy, little Hispanic boy, he got in trouble and he was sent to the office. And my mom happened to be in the office. And his grandfather came in, and the grandfather clearly didn't speak English, so was speaking Spanish to the boy. And, and like you, the little boy was, was being the interpreter. And um, <laughs> apparently, the grandfather told the little boy in Spanish, "I don't care what these people say. The next time you you, you know this boy hits you, you fight back." And you you know was telling him, yeah, you know his advice, right? and thinking that nobody in the office understood and my mom said in spanish excuse me sir that's not how we handle things here but and just like blah, 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 rattled off in spanish <laughs> and i guess the 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 grandfather just stood there with eyes like saucers and like oh my god this white lady speaks spanish yes. <laughs> it was hilarious so i you know talking about being interpreters you know we have to uh nowadays especially here in california people it's such a multicultural (laughs) environment around here. You never know who
0: speaks what language. (laughs) You know what's funny? I always talk about um, how now, you know, you have English as a second language for everyone coming in. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Uh, I didn't have that.
1: I had total Oh, when you got here, you just had to learn, yeah. I had to learn.
0: Uh, There was no... Oh, you sit there. We're going to teach you in Portuguese first, and then we'll teach you in English. Mm-hmm. And we'll teach you this in Portuguese. This uh, No, there was nothing of that. Yeah. It was total immersion. And for someone who went through total immersion, I am all for total immersion. I really yeah. am. That is the best, best way. I support that. I know it's never going to be that again.
1: Um, no. But, I mean, uh, if you go, for example, when we go to Portugal um, – you know, if I wanted to go to school there or we wanted to send Aurelia to school there, they don't have Portuguese as second language classes, right? It would She okay. would be thrown right into the fire. And it's kind of the same for me when I go there. <clears throat> you know, I never had Portuguese language instruction because no school I ever attended offered Portuguese. But when I go there, you know, and people speak English, but I'm forced to use my Portuguese more. And That's I right. pick up on it and I always learn new words. And I, by the end of our month there, whatever, I'm, you know... Doing really more, well, but, yeah. Yeah, much more comfortable with it. I mean, I still wouldn't you go as far and say that I'm fluent, but um, certainly can get around better and have conversations and things like that. So, And, and in a very short time, you know. And right. And I agree, the immersion. You're, ways, say, yeah. you're saying that,
0: but you know what's funny is when my parents were alive, and of course my grandparents, my parents and all that, we would all be speaking Portuguese because that was the rule. We always spoke Portuguese at home. End uh-huh. of story. And so for my parents, I'd be speaking Portuguese every day because I would speak to my parents every day. I would go over to their home. You know, it would be the type of thing where it was always around me. The the Portuguese language was always around me. Mm -hmm. Well, then, you know, as family passes – Now you have, you know, my husband who at home, at my home, we never really spoke Portuguese because there was no need to. My husband doesn't speak Portuguese. So it's English. English is spoken at home. And I could go sometimes for uh, a long time, a month or so without speaking Portuguese. Because because around me, I'm not speaking Portuguese every day. And I... And I I miss it. So mm-hmm. when I go or whenever I have someone who I know who speaks Portuguese, I'll start speaking Portuguese with them because I I don't want to. And you can get rusty. Sure. And I, I feel I speak it very well. But considering, you know, I didn't grow up in Portugal and all that stuff and my Portuguese is, you know, um, <laughs> you know, in school, I took Spanish and I took Latin, so it, it was the type of thing where I never took Portuguese. Uh, I can read it, but I mm-hmm. can read it because I can read Spanish and I can read Latin, and so it's the type of thing where yeah, you know, the Romance languages are all derivative of Latin. So if you yeah, know Latin, somewhere. you you know whatever. Yeah. And um, so, needless to say, um, when I go to Portugal, just like you, I get there, and there are sometimes I'll be like. I feel like an idiot, complete
1: it idiot of like, a yeah, to yeah. yeah,
0: of going, okay, I know what I want to say. Here, okay. And then I always have to say, uh, you know, because I am, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, forgive me because I, you know, it's been a few, you know, weeks or months that I've spoken to anyone in Portuguese and they're like, what? You know, what do you mean you're not talking to anyone in Portuguese? (laughs) It's like, who do I have to talk about? Well, your sisters. I'm like, my sisters and I speak in English. The only time we speak in Portuguese is when we don't want anyone to know what we're saying.
1: You know, well, you got to be careful with that, Maria. Yes, you do. You do. You You do. Because you're in a heavily Portuguese area, so you never know who's around. You're right. And you're absolutely right. And especially
0: my sister, Isabel, sometimes she'll say something and she'll go, the Portuguese. And I'm like, Isabel, you know, they can, oh, no, they don't know. They're American.
1: Oh, how do you know they're American? Yeah. I wouldn't be so sure. I wouldn't be so sure. My husband, he, one of his first jobs, you know, I think he was a freshman or sophomore in high school. He worked at a clothing store and he was a checker, you know, and things were taking a little bit long. And there was a woman and, and her daughter in line who happened to be Portuguese, didn't think anybody around them spoke Portuguese. And I guess the mother was just complaining and, oh, they don't know what they're doing. And this is just terrible service, blah, blah, blah. Well, they got to the front. And like you, my husband only spoke Portuguese at home because his parents were, are from there. He's also first generation.
0: Yep.
1: And um, <laughs> they get to the front of the line and he spoke Portuguese the entire time. Like – Senhora, can I help you know in Portuguese yeah. can I help you I'm sorry the wait was so long and I guess her face again was you know jaw open mm-hmm. uh <laughs> you don't know eyes like you saucers so know. yeah you got to be careful you never know you do. Um, but I wanted to go back to the to the food thing where you talked about making your your favorite dishes so what was your dad's favorite dish my, my
0: dad was, oh my goodness, the man was so happy with soup. He always had to have soup. Really? That, yeah. So, yeah. My, hus- my dad, uh, as well as my husband, they both love soups, but my dad, would, you would always start anything, would always be with a soup. Yeah. Um, so, and he loved, he loved
1: a boiled dinner.
0: He loved a boiled yeah. dinner.
1: so um, For my dad, I think we, I might make him um, Alcatra but oh, terceta ther- nice. style, ther- ther- style, you know, with the, the yes, skewery. yeah, he loves 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 that. But I so I don't have one of those um, clay pots, so I don't have one of those. So I make it in the crock pot. Oh, yeah, See, it actually ha- comes out
0: really it, good. Does it come out real good?
1: It does. It really. I mean, well, though, I think you need to share that recipe, hon. Okay, it's actually on a website called um, Farm Girl, something like that. It's not, she's not a Portuguese person. I don't know how she got the recipe, but, um, yeah, I'll, I'll look it up and we'll post it. But, you know, of course, nothing is ever like the traditional way of making it, but right. it's pretty darn close. It was really good.
0: Well, what's funny is, is I, um, I bought
1: the clay pot. We Mm
0: -hmm. have a store locally in Fall River called Portugalia, and they sell the actual uncured uh, clay pots, as well as a cured uh, clay pot. And the cured clay pot is in black, so it's so I don't have to you know soak season it it. it. exactly. I don't have to soak it for like two days to make sure that it doesn't crack when I put it in the oven. And because I've seasoned so many of clay pots and i you know roasting and all that different stuff and i've still had some break on me that oh, i really, really yeah it they really you have to either that or i i don't know what i'm doing with seasoning but um when i saw that um because i was talking to mr benavides saying i'd love to make alcatra even though i'm not from Tercero. Mm-hmm. um but I would love to do it, but these pots, I don't have good luck with the clay pots and this and that. And he's telling me, did you soak it for a good, you know, at least two days for this? And I'm like, yes, I did. Uh, and he goes, oh, then you need this one because this one, <laughs> you know, you're not going to worry about seasoning this one because it's already been seasoned. It's, yeah. um, it's in black. It's already done. Blah. It comes from an area. The pot itself is um, from the mainland Oh, okay. Yes. It's a, it's, it's a pot from the mainland, but I'm using it um, as the same as I would for the re- okay. other clay pot. Um, the one in Tercera, they don't sell the black ones. It's just that clay one. Got it. But you can interchange, obviously. Sure. And so I made it with the black pot. And I took a picture of, like, beforehand and posted it on my Green Bean page. And first of all, everyone was like, the ones from Tessera, that's not traditional. That's not. That's not. That's not the clay pot. You're doing the wrong pot. And then I wrote back. I understand, but this is a clay pot. It's just seasoned, and it comes from you know I can't remember the area in Portugal that it comes from, but it's made there. But instead of soaking it, because they also use clay pots there for for uh, doing stuff. But you know, for this, I can use this. And then I have the ingredients. Oh, that's not it. That's not, you know, you're not from Tessera. This is what I had someone from Tessera send me. You're not from Tessera. Do not ruin it.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Don't fix it. Not broke. Don't fix it. Don't
0: fix it. So, but I did it. I did it. And it's funny because there was only one or two, uh, like, negative things. The rest were other people from Tessera. And I put the recipe out and saying, this is how I did it. This is how I followed it. And there were a few of them, or I should say a f- very few that was like, you know, what are you doing? You're not from Sarah, leave it alone. Don't, don't even attempt it. Or, you know, you don't know what you're doing. And, um, uh, to, you know what, Maria, if I would tweak it here and I would tweak it there, but that's perfect. That's exactly how my mom makes it or, you know, whatever. And it came out beautiful. It came out wonderful. Yeah. Um,
1: you know what? It's so funny. Cause so, I, so. Like you, I have a lot of different Portuguese cookbooks, and e- almost every recipe for alcatra from Terceira is still a little different. There was one that called for like three sticks of cinnamon, and I thought, yes, that's going to taste like a cinnamon bun. I'm not going to use that many, yeah. right? Some called for bacon. Others used like actual bacon. Then some others called for tucin. I mean, it, there's still so many different ways. I mean, yeah. Terceira is not a huge island, but... There's a lot of little towns there, and you can be guaranteed that every town has their version, right? So, correct, you didn't ruin anything, Maria. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I didn't. And my husband loved it, I loved it, and it was the same thing. I didn't use as many cinnamon sticks as they requested because it was like, What? I love cinnamon, don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. my mom used to cook a lot with cinnamon. I find myself using a lot of cinnamon in different dishes, but it was like, Wait, I know how much. That'll give out. That'll be too, too much. Yeah, That'll it'll overpower. Much. Yeah. And um, instead of using bacon, bacon, I used to sing, that, which is uh, pork belly. Because mm-hmm. you can't get, you know, in Tercera, they're not getting, they're not putting little pieces, strips of bacon in it and right. cutting it up. They're right. using, you know, the actual, um, Pork belly, pork belly with yep. some meat in it so then the thing is is some were saying you could get smoked pork belly another one was like fresh pork belly well that's two different things <laughs> yeah you know Very one different is, flavors, yeah, yeah different flavors completely but um so yeah so i did it and i thought it came out great i really did i mean it's slow you cook it like a. Who was it? Who there was a commercial? It's like you cook it uh, slow, uh, slow and long. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. it's just for a long time at a very low um, uh, heat, and uh, for and it, the bone just falls apart. I mean, the
1: the meat falls off the bone like wonderful, just yeah. wonderful. So yeah. So for my dad, I'll, I'll probably make the um, the, alpata, the alpata. But my mm-hmm. so my husband, it's a toss up between. If it was a win- if it was winter, I'd probably try my hand at making um, bacalhau con natas because I've never yeah. made it before and it's one of his favorite ways to have bacalhau. But since it's June and it's barbecue, we always have saudades for the grilled fish in Portugal. Nice. So we'll probably do like a uh, – we'll go to the – so we can't get dorada here. I don't even know what dorada is in English. Um,
0: oh, I don't know what dorada a, it's
1: a is. It's white fish. I don't know. It's – it's really yummy, but <clears throat> we'll just go maybe get some um, tilapia or or yep. other other good fish and just grill it like whole. You know, go to the Asian market out here where you can get the whole fish and yeah, and just throw it on the grill and and do uh, a salada the pimenta. You know, yeah, you very there. nice. And um, you know, just as long as it's as close to a little barbecue that we can do in Portugal, he'll be happy. <laughs> so. <Yes. laughs> and, and, you know what? and sometimes with my
0: husband, like he said, I, he loves roasts. That's one of his favorites mm-hmm. is a nice steak on the grill. Yeah. yeah, A nice steak on the grill. I mean, you yeah. can't, you can't go can't wrong with that. that. <clears throat> right. And you know what's always, even if it's not that I'm doing it in the skillet, you know, with the juices and the sauce, cause he loves that too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you do it on the grill, I still fry up an egg, on the side. Ah, <laughs> I, I still. You know why? Because everything tastes better. Better with an egg on it. I agree. It, it does. It does. It, just, it. I can't explain it. It just does.
1: Yeah. It. It just brings everything to a whole different level. There's a um the Bacalao Grill out here in San Jose. Their Febrish plate. Mm-hmm. I don't know how. I don't know how Febrish is supposed to be done traditionally. So I have no idea if this is. You know traditional or not, but he puts two fried eggs on top of the, the fibres, the pork fillets. Yes. And he's got this other sauce that he puts on. It's really good. And when you crack the yolk and it's all mixed, Oh my God. It's well, like, yeah.
0: Cause when you crack ugh, that oak, so, uh, that yeah. yolk, that yolk goes into that sauce and it makes it more creamy. So, I yes. mean, I'm going to, do you know, <laughs> okay, I'm going to even go further. Uh, when, where was I, I was at some restaurant And this was for work work. Um, And I was at some restaurant. And for whatever reason, I was not enjoying what was on the menu. I didn't choose the restaurant. It was someplace I was having a meeting at. And I'm not a picky eater by any means, folks. And if you see me, you can look at me and say, well, this woman did not miss many meals. But at the (laughs) same time, at the same time, I do like good food. If I'm going to eat, I want to eat a nice, good food. And Mm And I'm seeing what they have. And the appetizers came out first and this and that. And I'm thinking, ooh, I don't know, folks. I don't know if I'm going to care for this. So I asked for a nice large salad. And in the salad, I said, can you, can the guy, you know, can the cook fry up a couple of eggs and just add a couple of the uh, fried eggs with the salad? And she's like, They're all looking at me like, what? What the heck is she going to do? So she's like, okay, well, we can do that. Fine. All right. Whatever. And I'm being looked at like I'm this weird woman. Mm -hmm. And maybe I am. Maybe I really am deep down inside, Angela. Maybe I am. And so – out comes the salad, and um, I just take the two fried eggs. I put it on top of the salad, and I cut up the yolk, and it becomes a nice little thing over the salad. And now I'm eating the two eggs over a salad, and everyone's looking at me. And of course, I take some olive oil, I put some olive oil over, it and I season it. And oh, they're all looking yeah, at me like, delicious. They're like, "Oh my God, Maria, that looks amazing!" And I'm like, Thank "They all you- wanted your salad instead <laughs> of it was on the table." Exactly. I, so again, eggs, folks. <laughs> it just, it elevates everything. It elevates everything. So if you find yourself out there somewhere, this is that is my go-to now whenever I um uh, so I'm
1: someplace. I had eggs on pizza for the first time when I went to Brazil for work. Interesting. Yeah, yeah I've
0: so- I've seen it around here, but I haven't I haven't partaked in that yet.
1: So I've never, I haven't seen it around here though. I haven't been to you know every gourmet pizzeria that's around, but um, yeah, I guess they just crack the egg right onto the dough, and then it gets cooked right along with the pizza. And it was, and like you said, you know, you crack the yolk, it mixes in with the sauce that's there and the cheese, and it was was really good. Yeah,
0: it's it's funny because I only see that as specials. Um, I love to go to Rhode Island to, um, oh my god, now I'm completely like completely blank on the place and it has like it's the place for pizza there oh my god I'm completely blank and I I love going to they make a wimpy skimpy which is a pie with like uh shrimp uh, not shrimp um oh my god spinach I'm all I'm all over with food now uh mm. it was spinach with garlic and onions and it has pepperoni in it and then they put it in a pie and that's amazing and wow. then and then their pizzas are just, are just great. It's in the, it's in, oh my God, it's in Federal Hill. I cannot think of the place now. Um, It's right down from Pastiche. It's right down the street from that. Oh my God. I can't help I can't help you. I know, I know. I know. <laughs> and they make it a very traditional Italian pizza. So they have, you know, like a nice thick crust and, and it's fresh mozzarella and it's all, I mean, it, it it's my favorite. It's one of my favorite. But every once in a while, there's a stone, like, oven pizzeria kind of thing mm-hmm. Uh closer down to the Cape where I'll see, like, every once in a while, a special. Today, we have, you know, you can have it with two sunny side up you know, on top of the pizza. And I'm like, hmm, that mm-hmm. should be really yummy. But I have not had it. But
1: you know what? I know we'll like it. Yeah, I, I, there's no doubt. There's- so. Speaking of pizza, I have to ask you since you're on the East Coast. Yes. Have you been to Mystic Pizza? I have not. Okay, we got to go. I've heard that it's not like exactly, you know, how the movie was. But we still got to go and take a picture with the sign. All I
0: know is when I was in Mystic, I ate at the Mystic Steakhouse. That I did. And they have like this... The, their big thing is their salads. I've been to salads. I'm not really into salads, but mm-hmm. today I'm talking about salads. And they have the salad dressing. They like they make their own salad dressing. So it's like they bottle it and you can buy it. It's like the thing to have, which was fine. It was fine. But I have not gone to Mystic Pizza. So yeah, so I'll have to try. There's, if you travel down here with your, with your little one, in the Mystic, they have Mystic Aquarium. Oh, and okay. uh, so it's, that i remember taking my you know my girls when they were little to go see um all the different you know then sometimes they'd have little shows
1: with the penguins yeah. and all of that other stuff it's really cute it's really cute well, and you just uh, have to do a road tour through new england or something and yes, yes. you can recommend a bunch of you know places yes. and that could be fun yes uh but
0: yeah no an egg folks an egg. How did we go from talking Day of Portugal to Father's Day, and we're yeah. back to food? We're back to regular food again. Well, you know that's appropriate, right? We're right. We always go back to that. I mean, with
1: yeah. everything. <laughs> That's okay. I think that's – hopefully that's why people are listening to us because we're – they're trying to learn something about food. And one thing I did want to mention about cinnamon, I don't know if people know, but it's, it's apparently supposed to be really great for um, fighting off cancer or helping to prevent cancer.
0: Uh, fighting so. off cancer and diabetes.
1: <clears throat> oh, okay. They didn't know that Imagine one. That. Yeah. Imagine that. So, so yeah. I end up putting I, – I like to put cinnamon in my, in my coffee sometimes. Yes. yes. Yummy. I
0: actually like when I do a cappuccino. Instead mm-hmm. of doing the powdered uh, chocolate, sometimes they put powdered chocolate on it. Yeah. I like powdered cinnamon over it.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, That's- it's delicious and you're helping your body. You're helping your body. Exactly. All good <laughs> stuff. All good. Oh, and then, so one thing, other thing, so speaking of helping your body, and I know we're coming up on the hour. Well, we are coming but up. But again, you know, pff, we could go for hours and hours. Anyway, um, Men's Health Magazine, they did a, this is a few years ago already. They did a survey of – so they have offices in – it's an international publication, so they have offices in lots of different countries. And so they surveyed their staff in each country and then did an assessment on, okay, you know, so not scientific at all, but which country, you know, which men have the best sex life, which ones drink the most, which ones eat the best and stuff like that, right? And Portugal was rated as having – um, the healthiest diet, or the healthiest men, or something like that, and it's because they ate fish at least once a day, whether it was lunch really? or dinner. They ate fish once a day. Yeah. So, I mean, it's hard for us to get really good, fresh, affordable fish out here. Yes. Um, you know, you can buy it at the grocery store, but it's never, you know, top quality or anything. No, like it's that. And it's then, been and then it's you,
0: been frozen and. Yeah,
1: and you go for top quality, and you know, you're it's it's. 30 bucks a, a piece, you know, that kind of thing. But when we can, we do try to eat and we keep saying we need to eat more fish, you need to eat more fish. But that, yes. that is one thing that if, if uh, you're looking to have a more healthy diet um, on a regular basis. Once a day. Getting, getting fish into your diet is certainly a way to do that.
0: Yeah.
1: And you know what? I
0: just thought of the pizzeria. Couser- okay. Caserta's Pizza. It's Caserta Pizzeria.
1: Okay. Well, we're and, gonna uh, include we have a lot of links to include in the show notes for this one. Yes. <laughs> I think we're gonna have to go back and listen to it, and make sure we caught them all. <laughs> no. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Cause I'm
0: thinking wimpy skimpy. Oh my god, where are wimpy skimpies? And uh, even my uh, my girls who are not big, you know, they all like spinach, but it's not like they'll go out of the way to eat spinach. Mm-hmm. Um, but they'll have it in a wimpy skimpy. Yeah. I mean heck, you add garlic to it, onions and the Pepperoni, what do you think? <laughs> it sounds you delish to me. It sounds delicious. Okay, now we're going back in another tangent here. We have to stop. Our hour is up, folks. Our, Our hour, hour is up. up. We're, they, can, Scott is gonna kick us out pretty soon. Our sound <laughs> guy is like, shut up. Quiet, ladies, it's time to go. Um so once again, Angela, it's been fun, honey. Oh happy fun Father's fun.
1: Day to all the yeah. fathers out there
0: happy Father's Day happy day of Portugal yeah Enjoy. happy day of Portugal, have Portugal. A great time. Yeah. yeah just have a great time enjoying that and happy Father's Day to all you wonderful men out there and um, all right till till next time Angela till til next, next time ta okay. <laughs> all right
1: <laughs>
0: bye everyone bye <fiction>
1: Thanks again for listening to our Portuguese Table podcast. If you haven't subscribed yet, you can do so on SoundCloud or iTunes.
0: And all episodes can be found on our website at
1: www.ourportuguesetable.com. You can also reach us at feedback at Table.com with comments, questions, or suggestions. Até, Até a próxima! próxima.